Secretary of State Tony Blinken tells the media that he was forceful with Israeli leaders and received assurances that they would change how they wage the war. Why do we hold Israel to a higher standard than we hold ourselves? Radio political analyst Bob France talks about the war, the debate, and the election. And then brace yourself for what's coming in 2024, says Professor Victor Davis Hanson. General Paul Vallelay will share his vision of the war and what's coming in 2024. His big concern? Will there be an adult in Washington to answer the phone when the time arrives? And despite both Congress and the judiciary declining to approve free education, Biden sends out notices to over 800,000 this week on their student loan forgiveness. Patricia Antone asked the question, how the hell did we get here? Viewpoint this Sunday is next. the bias, the lies and deceit, and bring forth real talk from real people about real news, providing the out loud truth and capturing the essence of a new generation all in a fast-paced hour. This is Viewpoint This Sunday. Welcome to the weekend news magazine, Viewpoint This Sunday. It is Malcolm Out Loud here and... We're going to get to a lot of top stories here in the next hour, my fellow Americans. Welcome to the broadcast. And, uh, you know, we have the, uh, of course, we'll touch on uh, pretty big, the Middle East war. We have some generals on, talk a little bit more about that throughout the broadcast here. But you see this DeSantum versus Newsom, if you watch that or not, a very interesting perspective of red versus blue America. Uh, George Santos is out uh, and Trump is denied immunity. What is new there? Nothing much new there, of course. Uh, let's start off with the uh, Middle East war. And I want to bring on just a terrific voice. Uh, somebody hadn't spoke to in a while, but Bob Francis here, radio host out of Cleveland. Uh, he's the host uh, on uh, WHK 1420 Salem Media. He does another show as well, Strictly Speaking, uh, on True Blue, which I, I caught a, a, a episode of that. Very, very good stuff here. Bob, welcome to Viewpoint this Sunday. It's been too long. It's a privilege to have you, sir. Well, it has been too long. Thank you so much for inviting me back. It's good to be here. It's a privilege here. And let's let's jump into the Middle East. And uh, all right. So the bombing has restarted uh, the war with Hamas. And uh, I want to drive right into Tony Blinken and his presser out there, Bob. He says that uh, the Israeli government has agreed to a clear plan. He calls it a clear plan to avert civilian deaths before it resumed its assault. Uh, now it's going to be southern uh, Gaza there. Now, obviously, we, we're we seeing what's happening here. And he says, he te- he tells the media he was forceful. He says, you can read into that word there, with Israeli leaders and received assurances that they would change how they wage the war. So here's in in the battlefield of war, Bob, why are we holding Israel to a higher standard? Because the Biden administration, the secretary of state are weak and feckless, and they, like the United Nations, are simply anti-Semitic. Listen, 
I know full well what is on Joe Biden's mind right now. Joe Biden sent Tony Blinken there to say, look, we are getting killed in the polls. We are getting killed in the approval ratings. And I've got a I've got, you know, millions of pro-Palestinian leftist American voters who are ticked off because we are supporting Israel. We got to pull some of that support back. This is an election year, and this is happening at the worst time in the world for him when he shows any support for Israel whatsoever. And and I I get so frustrated when he says our support for Israel is unequivocal, and then he equivocates constantly. And that's what's happening here. Um, Listen, there is no way to wage war without collateral damage when the enemy is its its strategy. Its top line strategy is surround yourself with collateral damage victims and then they won't be able to shoot you. And, And to me. Marco Rubio did this best just a couple of days ago. He was confronted by one of these pro-Palestinians in a, in a hallway in a Senate chamber. And, uh, and, and he, do you, will you join the call for a ceasefire? And he said, I absolutely will not. Uh, they are vicious animals and they should all be killed. And he is 100% correct. Listen, if somebody comes into my home the way they came into Israel on October 7th and they start shooting and, and wanting to take my wife and daughter hostage and torture my son and and they're carrying a child of their own while they're doing it uh, in order to for me to thinking that I won't shoot back because I won't I won't want to harm their child. Uh, you think I'm going to let them harm mine? I will shoot through their kid just to kill them if that's what has to happen in order to protect my family. Israel has the right to do that. And if they strap children to them as human shields, and if they mm-hmm. continue to plant munitions uh, beneath hospitals and schools and launch rockets from uh, from the tops of school buildings, thinking, I dare you to fire back and you won't hurt a school because the international community will, community will condemn you for it. Uh, you know what? Game on. Uh, we, need to, we need to take the restraints off of Israel. Let them do what has to be done. Tony Blinken, who said, you don't have the credit. The, the credit among nations to be able to wage this thing for months and fully destroy root and branch every vestige of Hamas. And if I'm Benjamin Netanyahu, I look at him and I say, kiss my royal red rear end because watch me. We are going yeah. to protect this. I would imagine, Bob, there's a lot of that conversation going on behind closed doors, actually, in Israel. I would imagine they have got to be shaking their heads uh, three ways to Sunday when Blinken and, and company walk out of the room, right? I mean, it has to be, you know. Well, yeah, uh, no question, because they they continue yeah. to give you know give a give a, a you know a split right. messaging, if you will. You know, they're saying we're with you, we support you, but a little bit. You know, you got to be you know you got to be proportional in your response here. You know, they say the you know Hamas. How about this, Malcolm? Hamas says there's been 15,000 civilians killed since uh, Israel started its uh, its uh, self-defensive exercises in Gaza, and that's what I call them. They are self-defensive exercises in Gaza. And Joe Biden at first said, well, you know, I those numbers, I'm not sure that those can be verified. And then two days later, he said, by the way, I apologize for doubting you, Hamas. I apologize for doubting the mm-hmm. terrorist group that started this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. The, their propaganda numbers, we don't know exactly how many people have died but what we do know malcolm is however many Mm. they are who have died in gaza as israel is practicing self-defensive exercises the blood belongs to hamas because if hamas wants to protect those civilians surrender surrender lay down your arms turn yourselves into idea forces go stand trial in in israel and 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 face the music and And, and, and that really um, that's the battle of war right there and you know think about let's think a little bit more 
this higher standard I talk about with Israel, you take a look at all of our wars and all the things we've done, uh, and some of them fairly egregious over the years here, our own country here. Uh, that was never the first president here with our folks either, where we would look and say, okay, uh, you know, we're not going to do this because of uh, civilian casualties. That is a factor of war. It always has been a factor of war. That's what I mean by a higher standard of Israel. You look at the history of war, and historically, there's no way to avoid that sort of thing. And the terrorists know it, and that is their only strategy they have to stand on. So who are we really kidding here? Are we kidding anyone? Well, of course. You no, know, of course not. You know, everybody knows that. Look, Hamas went into Israel with a broadsword and just swiped, you know, almost a sieve and just and just essentially killed everything and anything. And they did it in the most brutal ways. But 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 Israel is supposed to come into Gaza with a scalpel exactly. and be able to carve out. OK, that guy's a Hamas killer. Let's let's take him. Right, oh, right. oh, but there's people. Around. I mean, they can't do that. It's not possible yeah. to fight a war that it's way. It's pretty you have sick. To fight yeah. a war to win the war. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And Israel knows that. Right. There was a Gallup uh, uh, poll on this thing. Listen to this opinions on Israel's military actions. And it just gives you a, a pretty good flavor of the way uh, the ideologies are thinking on this. Uh, listen to these numbers. Republicans, uh, the, the question is, uh, the, they were gathering opinions on Israel's military actions, whether they approve or disapprove, okay? Republicans, 71% approve, uh, 23% disapprove. Uh, Democrats, 36% approve. So you got 36 versus 71, and the 63 disapprove. Independence 47 and 48. Isn't that always the way it is? The independence of milk toast. Don't know what the hell way the fl flavors of the wind is blowing. Uh, the Democrats are 36% approved. Republicans 71% approved. That tells you the divide right there. Uh, really no surprise there, but it does tell you how the political pressure is building to your point of the election. So what happens? Do we pull our support entirely off of there? Do they just go along with it? Does Israel say F you? What happens? Well, I think the latter. There you go. Uh, I think that's what's going to happen. First of all, you're 100% right, though. You don't think the Biden administration is keenly aware of those breakdowns, those uh, uh, ideological demographic breakdowns about who's supporting whom. Uh, the Democrats don't like this. They support Palestinian uh, causes. They believe the river to the sea. They believe the entire uh, narrative of Hamas. It's, it's pathetic. And Biden knows it. If he goes full in for Israel, he loses all of them and he needs every last one of them given again some of the poll numbers against Trump in a, in a hypothetical matchup so so uh, they're, they're not we are not going to give the uh, you know the unequivocal support that uh, that was promised and I think the outcome is going to be Israel is going to say fine we'll stand on our own we always have and they're right, right. right. in 1948 the moment after the 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 mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, state of Israel was officially certified he would they were attacked by every one of their surrounding Arab nations yeah. they all came and you know what us wasn't with them UK wasn't with them. Nobody but Canada didn't help them. Nobody helped them. They fought it off yeah. themselves, yeah. and they are confident. It's why they have compulsory military service in Israel, because they know that there may be a point where we are literally us against the world, and we are going to always be ready, and they are. And that's one of yeah. the reasons I have such deep admiration for them. Yeah, it is remarkable what we're talking about here. And all of this, of course, Bob, references the really uh, the fight of good and evil in the world. And, I mean, Israel stands alone again. We'll have more on this story later on uh, with the military. Uh, let's move on. I, boy, this was an interesting, I'm positive you must have seen this, uh, the DeSantis versus Newsom debate, the red versus blue. I uh, caught, We watched the whole thing. In fact, I watched it with my wife, and it was uh, highly entertaining uh, for the entire program. More than that, it was more than that. It really showed uh, beyond any imagination how screwed up the political divide in this is in this country, the ideologies of left versus right here. 
Um, ABC News says deep divide on display and DeSantis Newsom debate. They say the peer put on full display this divide between Republicans and Democrats. Visions of leadership. It's a it's a remarkable they can call that leadership out of California. But OK, on a host of hot button issues, particularly those that stoke cultural divisions. Uh, this takeaway, what is your uh, takeaway on this entire conversation? A lot of people saying it really didn't mean anything, but I think it did do plenty. Uh, what do you think? Well, I mean, in in terms of the presidential race, I, I don't think no, it does a whole no, lot to me. No. I kind of to me, you know, people said, "Why are they doing this?" You know, DeSantis is trailing by a huge number, which, by the way, I don't understand because he is a phenomenally successful governor with a track record of of, of accomplishments in doing what he said. That is just yeah. should have should have conservatives, you know, drooling to have him as their guy. But I don't understand that. But he's trailing by an enormous amount, and and Newsom isn't even a declared candidate. But I, what I likened it to is it's kind of like a baseball game, and they're just a couple of pitchers warming up in the bullpen right. in the right. event that joe biden strokes out or in the event that joe biden they realize he just simply cannot physically do it right. are they, they're gonna go they're gonna go to kamala who's got the worst ratings approval ratings of any vice president in modern if not all of american history or are they gonna need to have somebody else so he's warming up in the bullpen to show what he's got on a national stage with those <laughs> yeah. kind of jobs yeah. and i think this and was more than a debate so this was more than a, pre- a everyone keeps talking as you you know the presidential debate but i don't think this was about this uh, really, though, Bob, this was about, in my world, showcasing what a red America looks like and a blue America looks like, bar none. I, I forget the forget the election, forget all of that. Just let's talk at the principles that this was state versus state. And there's no two bigger states you could put against each other if you're going to talk about that battle on the ground than California and Florida. Right or wrong? No, you're right about that, but but I think that's Fox's pro- point of view. It's why Hannity did it. He wanted yeah, to do exactly. the red state versus blue state thing, but for DeSantis, it is very much about the campaign. They had uh, the numbers are in. They had roughly five million viewers for that thing, exactly. and that was a great opportunity for DeSantis to showcase himself without Nikki Haley and without uh, Vivek Ramaswamy. I think he did it. So I think forth. he. I think it was oh, he brilliant. Did. Yeah, frankly, uh, yeah. D- Does yeah. it move the poll numbers for him? Do you think, or has it? Probably, or, you know? probably a little. But even yeah. if you get a little bit of a bump when you're trailing by 40 or 45 or whatever it is it's not going to mean a whole heck well let me ask you something about that opportunity and i think he used it to the best let me ask you something because you just referenced with trump don't you think or or not that this is not so much about DeSantis when you say why isn't he and why aren't they and so on and so forth i get that but it's more it speaks more about the volumes of uh, the the um beloved loyalty on trump doesn't it more and his policies and what he stood for more than it does. I don't think it's a reflect. I listen, listen. Before he ever entered the race, I said exactly this was the wrong timing for this fabulous governor, as you mentioned, Ron DeSantis. He's phenomenal. This I, I just did not know that the timing was right this time around. This was all about Trump this time. What do you say to that? Well, I think there's some truth to that, um, although I would say it's a lot more about Trump's personality than his policies, because he has a lot to answer for for four years of tremendous success. There are a lot of things that did not go well at all, right. and he's, right. he needs to he needs to clarify before he gets into another general election. So I, but his personality is such that yeah. I mean, I see interviews uh, with, uh, you know, with uh 
people on the street and, you know, saying Trump is our voice. Trump speaks for us. It's the personality uh, more than the policies. Uh, but but also it's the compassion. They feel sad and they feel angry that he's being mistreated by right. all of these different uh, you know prosecutors bringing bogus phony charges to, a, to in an attempt to jail you know the leader of the opposition party of the current sitting president. People yeah. are pissed about that. Tell me if you agree with this. We are potentially more at risk right now for something happening in our country between now and this next so the next year is probably going to be one of the most difficult years uh, for this country. And this could mean a lot of things. Could mean toward that election. Could mean what's transpired here with the uh, geopolitical uh, events in the world and the open border. It could mean a lot of these things. What do you say to that? Well, 100 percent. The next 12 months are going to be crucial in the future of this country. And uh, to to the specific point that you made about, um, you know, the the race to the White House, I think they are going to race to try to get some of these trials held and, and to get some convictions between now and November. And here's the reason why. Listen. Donald Trump is facing four uh, uh, charges in four different jurisdictions, four yeah. different sets of indictments, a grand total of a total of, I think, 91. 91. Now, what do we know yeah. about what do we know about these jurisdictions that they're almost exclusively left wing, left wing prosecutors, left wing jury pools and left 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 wing judges who are going to decide. Look at how the civil trial judges handling this thing in New York. Yeah. So you got left wing prosecutors, jurors and judges. Does Donald Trump, is he going to go 91 and 0 and beat them all? No, he's going to be convicted of some stuff. Not, 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 you know, uh, um, uh, um, fairly because it is all bogus prosecutions, but they're going to be successful in some of them. And Malcolm, what's going to happen between now and then is there going to be a whole lot of moderates who have been waiting to see what happens here, who have already said, I will never vote and pull the lever for a convicted felon. If they convict him of some things, even if they're bogus, it is going to be deadly for, yeah, for yeah. and Bob, let's face general. it. Let's face it. A lot of people, uh, somehow or another, still think there's a judicial system in place of fair uh, that's fair. Some people <laughs> really still believe that. By the way, yeah. Well, you know, uh, some people believe in Santa too. Uh, but but you know, <laughs> he's I mean, coming let's, soon. Let's, by the way, yeah, right. <laughs> but no, there is no there is no longer a fair and impartial cr- a criminal justice system, especially again when the the fact is that Donald Trump, not just a former president, but yeah. a leading the leading candidate of the opposition party, is facing these yeah. on, on on charges that frankly have never been filed against somebody like this before. Yeah. Yeah. And anything that was similar, they've handled like Hillary Clinton's with. Oh, okay. Well, you did this. You did that. You erased yeah. all these emails you violated federal law here's a fine you pay us twenty thousand dollars and donald trump they want to lock up it's just so criminal it's amazing bob you speak too much truth all right listen uh and the latest on this to wrap this up uh he was you see this just happened he was denied immunity this is um uh so he's not he's not entitled to absolute presidential immunity which i was shocked by some of this frankly because we always uh, gave that to a president, but against uh, criminal charges or uh, the civil charges, uh, because they're going to come after him civilly now. And also at the same time, Chuck and the judge there, who is as corrupt as can be, uh, she rejected his early efforts to get the federal indictment against him uh, in, of course, uh, in Washington, tossed out. So he he didn't have a good streak there coming into the uh, weekend here, did he? You know, no, no, not at all. Um, and 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 it's unfortunate. But again, it is emblematic of what's going to happen in the next 12 months. 
Yeah, I think you're right to that point here. What is your uh, uh, quick thought on uh, Representative George Santos? Was this the right move to expulse him from uh, Congress here? It's uh, very rare that that's ever happened. Uh, but uh, should it have been uh, that way? Yes or no? I don't know. Well, what do you, think? you know, I mean, I, I believe in a thing called due process. And this guy has never been convicted. He has never even had trials. He's had charges levied against him. Right. Uh, but he's not been convicted. Personally, I think he's a scumbag. But you know what? Yeah. The Democrats have plenty of scumbags and they oh, yeah. don't eat their own. They don't they don't expel Eric the from Congress for sleeping with a Chinese spy. They don't expel any of the squad members for any of their anti-American activities. And the reality is, here's what I don't get. Why would the Republicans, who already are only holding a four-seat majority, yeah. send one of those seats into the yeah. hands of Kathy Hochul to replace him in New York, you making know, it a three-seat majority? <laughs> and he's been a ninety percent voting record on conservative issues since. Oh, you're killing me here. You're killing me. Um, you know, uh, it, 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 you just highlight the point of what I always say, though. Isn't it true, though? That we this the right, uh, the, the Republicans, whatever you want to call it here, I, I, I don't use the word conservative in this case, but the Republican establishment, they always have this higher than mighty. We're going to take the high road, yeah. so whatever that whatever the hell that's supposed to mean. So in other words, they're in the mud. This is what political uh, fights do. We see this on every level. I mean, we've seen it throughout all of it, uh, through the FBI, the DOJ, they say Hillary Clinton, all of this stuff. And somehow we're going to take the high road every single time. Now, to your point, they shoot their own guy in the head. In the meantime, everybody on the left is corrupt and they continue to play it out. I mean, what's wrong with this picture, Bob? How do how does this happen? How do we get away with this? Well, you know, I mean, we don't. That's why we're losing. It's why we've lost elections over the course of the last three three big election cycles. We're losing big time because exactly what you said. They are willing to go down there in the mud. They're willing to they're willing to ballot harvest. They're willing to to stuff to stuff boxes. They're willing to cheat. And we're up here saying, no, we'll we'll try to punch you from way up here where it's nice and clean. And they are beating us at it, Malcolm. So no, we're not getting away with it at all. That's that's the problem yeah, is we yeah. won't get down there and fight the Democrats at the Democrats level. Yeah, yeah. All right. So in our last word, last moment here. So tell me this, uh, with everything we've talked about and uh, with what you see, uh, what's the good news of the day, please? Uh, the good news of the day. Oh, my goodness gracious. I don't know if I can find a lot of it right now uh, <laughs> between the domestic and cultural issues and, and what's going on in Israel and foreign policy. I guess I guess I would say the good news is, is that um you know, Joe Biden only has 12 more months to go of Bidenomics, destroying our, our economy, uh, raising inflation, destroying energy. We've only got 12 months left. Uh, if we if we find our footing and get willing to, uh, you know, to get down there in the mud, as you say, and, and fight at the Democrats level, we can replace him with Donald Trump. It'll be an uphill battle or we can replace him with somebody, anybody. Uh, and I know that's a lame ass answer to ask what the good news is, but I can't really think of anything that's standing out right now. Well, you were so it was so marvelous in this conversation which you always are and i thought to myself what's a great question that would stump bob france and i thought we'll just ask you him if there's any good news i, I did it <laughs> this was a whole run <laughs> Chris, christmas is coming how about that christmas is coming that's that's good oh, let's all enjoy family and let's unless they're breaking the nuclear family apart the rest of the way we can't even do that let's stick to christmas right now oh christmas. golly I, I brother i could talk to you for hours and hours i just have such a such a good time you're you make too much <laughs> much sense here but uh 
Oh, boy, that is uh, Bob France. Bob, thank you. Always a privilege, sir, to be with you. It's a pleasure. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you all. <laughs> indeed, indeed, indeed. Oh, wow. That is Bob France out of Cleveland. Uh, one, I think one of the best voices out there, frankly. And um, he always does a tremendous job. Uh, and, you know, he, he, he's truthful. He gets to the point. I mean, and that's what I love. That's my style, friends. It's called the out loud truth. You like it, you like it, you don't. Well, we can't really help you, but it is the truth just the same here. And and as we say, well, listen, it's all back at AmericaOutloud.news. Got some exciting things happening on the network and the platform coming into the new year. Brand new site will come off the ground January 1st, 2024 at noontime. Join us with a champagne toast as we launch the whole new site. It's going to be really, really super excited about this. And uh, we will uh, be running best of between Christmas and New Year's. First time we've done that to give all of our hosts and our writers that week of respite. And we all need that in our lives right about now, don't we now? And we're running Christmas classics on the weekend, 23rd, 24th, 25th. So hallelujah there. All right. We'll take a quick pause, my fellow Americans, and join you just on the other side. You're listening to Viewpoint this Sunday. The America Out Loud talk radio app is on Android or Apple. It's the perfect way to listen in to the new generation of talk shows and hosts who are ready to inform and inspire. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Cofix RX Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flu, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. I'd like to wish all of you a just a joyous season. Uh, Merry Christmas, uh, Happy Hanukkah, and let's uh, celebrate uh, this moment. Uh, as I often reference of respite uh, we need, but let's also get ready for 2024. What a year coming up, my fellow Americans. It is going to be, um, to be sure. And as I've been telling you, it's... Uh, we're in for a moment in our nation. This next year is going to shape an awful lot of uh, the future of our nation, I believe. Uh, and we're gonna talk about a little bit of that next for sure. And uh, and also the war, and we'll do it with a, just a terrific voice here. General Paul Vallelay joins us here. Uh, General Vallelay, uh just has been had an amazing career, really over 31 years in the US Army. He retired as Deputy Commanding General, U.S. Army Pacific. Uh, he has uh, been a special operations, many, many years, special operations and psychological operations, and just uh, really well-grounded in these uh, fights. And and that's really part of what we've got to do, General, is look historically at our nation, how we got here, and really not make the same mistakes twice, which is hard to do with this set of clowns, isn't it, buddy? You know? Well, Welcome. it really is. We got our challenge ahead of us, uh, Mel. We do indeed, yeah. All right, let's start with the Middle East. And um, I, I'd like your perspective on a couple of things here before we get to the bigger conversation of 2024. And we see the pressers that Blinken is having out there where he says um, in in a very um, 
uh, sharp uh, contrast of voice change that he's holding Israel uh, accountable. He says uh, he he was forceful, he tells the media, forceful with the Israeli leaders and received assurances that they would change how they wage the war. Now, we certainly, listen, as a, as a military man yourself, I mean, when you go into the battle of war, I mean, we haven't conducted ourselves with that high. What, why are we asking Israel for this higher standard than we ask for ourselves? When really the ultimate goal of any war is to win the damn war. And yeah, there are going to be casualties. That's what war is. It's messy. So why are we holding these people to a higher standard that we don't even hold ourselves to, General? Here's, here's the thing. If we look back in history and, and we look at what's happening in, around the world now, so many multiple uh, wars going on in conflicts. And at this point in time in history, we have the weakest leadership we have in America that I know, at least in my lifetime, and probably going back to George Washington. And then when you bring up Israel, you know, Israel is smart enough now to know, and Netanyahu, who I've met, uh, they can't uh, take advice from Biden. They know he's uh, his cognitive ability, his skills, he, He's not a strategist. He doesn't understand war. Uh, um, you know, he, he's just not the kind of leader that we need in this uh, total global turmoil that we're seeing right now. Now that they're tackling southern Gaza and we see all the ceasefires, pauses, whatever, have kind of passed, the, what do you see happening right now? What does your crystal ball say uh, as they know it's they're back uh, in the battle right this moment here. Is Israel successful in this? And do we stay with them or do we do we do what we've done before to serve them? Well, absolutely. We're their only friends, uh, it appears, in the whole world. Uh, nobody in the Middle East is supporting them. Uh, and we, uh, you know, a very small population of the world uh, lives in Israel compared to the uh, millions and billions of Muslims around the world. So, uh, yes, we have to stick with them. Uh, we will we, though? Will we? That. Will we? They when you say we have to, will we stay with well, them? We don't know. We don't know what's going through Biden's uh, mind uh, at this time, uh, or Obama, who's running the show, right. who's uh, anti-Israel, anti-Semitic. We know that. So that whole team back there, uh, uh, they're, they're just riding a rail, uh, and I'm not sure they have a strategy of what they want to do. Uh, they're put. They're putting out all sorts of different messages from the White House. You know, one day it's one thing, one next day it's another. Yeah. But Netanyahu will press on. He's going to destroy Hamas forever, and uh, that's why you see the migration of the uh, Gazans. They're moving south to right. uh, the Rafah crossing as much as they can, uh, and uh, the Israelis are out to destroy Hamas after that yeah. terrible. Uh, do Do you see this now? Type of General, do you see this now settling down then? Once this is done and this objective that you just say destroy Hamas, okay, fine. If that happens and then whatever happens to the future of Gaza, there's a lot to talk about there. But do you see this then settling down or do you see with Hezbollah to the north, the Houthis uh, there uh, and um, uh, in Yemen and also the, the big one, Iran there, uh, does anything more happen with this or do you think it, it sort of uh, settles back down out there? Well, it may settle down in Gaza, and, and what Israel has to focus on, we put out a plan several years ago of economic development, and not only in the West Bank, 
but in Gaza now, they've got to put these people to work. They've got to be unrestricted as far as travel. They've got to have a whole new outlook uh, for the Palestinians there if they're going to stay. But you can rest assured, Iran is going to ramp it up with Hezbollah and the Houthis, uh, and uh, that's what they're doing. They want to destroy Israel. So it's going to come to a point where you're going to have uh, attacks by Israel on the uh, Iranian Revolutionary Guard the command post and uh, where, where their troops are positioned. That would be the next phase. And I can tell you the Israelis have a three-phase plan for Iran. Okay. I can go into that later if we have time, if you'd like. Yeah, I'd like you to talk about it right now. I'd love to hear that three-point plan, please. Tell me. Well, phase one, uh, basically, uh, their F-16s, their jets uh, will go in and they have a capability with lasers, basically, to knock out the computers that uh, the Iranian command force uses uh, uh, on their ships and in their aircraft. So they're going to fuse those, they're going to burn those chips, uh, and they have a way to do that. So once they sort of try to attempt to neutralize any kind of uh, accelerated uh, attack by Iran, they went into phase two, and phase two is when they went and do the bombing uh, of the uh, command and control port facilities, uh, troop concentrations, and so on. And then the third part of that is to mop up uh, Syria uh, and extension of any Iranian supply depots and so on uh, in, in Syria. And so um, you're going to see uh, that, that three phase. Now, the question is then it'll probably go nuclear in some ways, I'm sure. And, and Iran already has nuclear weapons. Don't, don't uh, think they don't. <laughs> They've had the guidance system. They've had uh, the warhead uh, development. Uh, they have the Shahab missile, which, which they'll use. So Iranians uh, will go full force uh, if there is uh, something that uh, requires them to protect themselves. But Israel Israel's prepared on all fronts. General, I want to point uh, listeners now to a, a terrific, I, just a, I think a brilliant op-ed that uh, you have on the platform as folks listen to Viewpoint this Sunday here. And it's entitled, Will There, Will there Be an Adult in Washington to Answer the Phone When the Time Arrives? Uh, it's a hell of a question to, to ask Raleen Pose out there. Let me come back to this piece you mentioned. One uh, 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 You mentioned Professor Victor Hansen. Uh, and uh, he had a op-ed that was really quite uh, startling. And others have been talking about this as well, by the way. Brace yourself for what's coming in 2024. What is coming in 2024? What's the message there, please? Well, there's all sorts of bad omens, as uh, Victor uh, uh, Hansen uh, points out. Uh, I mean, if we look just at the internal strife, the internal economic situation in the United States. We look at the criminal, the rising criminality throughout our cities, crime unrestrained, uh, a weakened police force. Uh, and uh, when we look at our urban areas, if you look at New York and Los Angeles, San Francisco and, and so on, uh, you're going to see an unbridled uh, opening up of more crime than we've ever seen in America and not having the capability to do anything because the military's not doing their job. And that's one of the things Trump should have used way back when they had those riots. He should have used our military more. Uh, but these enemies are uh, they're, they're, uh, unbridled uh, when you see what's, what's happening there. And then the, the fentanyl, uh, you see the, the, uh, the attack on our youth, thousands, and then our border's wide open still. Thousands coming across the border every day. And so our real threat, Malcolm, is internal. 
It's not the Chinese and it's not the Russians. It's internal. That's where the bad omens are. And Americans, many of them, still can't connect the dots. And certainly our appointed leaders aren't doing their job. Right, right. Well, with that uh, threat you talk about there and the internal threat, uh, General, um, over the next year, my, my gut tells me we're at the biggest risk between now and the 2024 election because the stakes are so incredibly high this uh, this particular time around. Uh, you mentioned in the piece as well the takedown of Trump, uh, the race to get to the White House, what's taken place there. Uh, right now, we see the courts and the justice and the, le- the leftist system is piling up against him. It's hard to think any human being would escape all those indictments. It just doesn't happen, especially when they're leftist judges, leftist uh, courts, uh, leftist, uh, uh, you know, prosecutors, less leftist everything, uh, Marxist really. So where do you see that going? Uh, I mean, do you have a sense or a feel of this? Uh, yeah, I have, well, I have a sense Trump's going to make it. And the Supreme Court will uh, pull him out of the coals there that these uh, left-wing ideologues, these judges, have put him in. Well, what we're going to see is an uprising of the of the America First, the people uh, who are very supportive of, of Trump, uh, you know, 85, 90 million people, and that's growing even in the black community and the Hispanic community. And uh, even uh, a lot of the Democrats are leaving the Democratic Party or not supporting it. So this whole thing is going to occur within uh, the next 10 to, tw- uh, next, uh, 10 to 11 months. Yeah. 12 months, I should say, yeah, uh, a year from now in December, right? Yep, that's right. Yeah. We're going to be in November, so uh, we're already past that uh, yep. time frame as far as 10 months. So uh, time is But look what's happening in Europe as well. Yep. They're at the diminish. They're dismantling over there. They have no real leaders other than maybe Moroni in uh, Italy uh, and some of the people up in uh, the Baltic states like Sweden. But uh, Putin will get his way uh, in Ukraine, and that may be sooner than we think. So yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a whole bad. And look at the billions of dollars we're throwing away. We're just printing money, thirty-two yeah. trillion, thirty-three trillion dollars in debt. You can't do that. Which is killing the middle class, by the way. Oh yes, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And then, and, then, and rise up. Yeah, it's going to take it much longer, Malcolm. That's the question right there. You're right, and you know. Instead of framing the fight moving forward, and I tell folks this, uh, General, as a Republican-Democrat fight left-right, and I, I get all that, um, but really, this is really a fight of uh, of our time. It's really America first. And, and, and you know, I, I like to use America first because they can poo-poo MAGA, the, the acronym, all day long, and they do. And But it's kind of hard for them to get on there and say America first sucks, but they can certainly say MAGA mm-hmm. sucks. But don't you think it's hard? So I think we really need to change the vocabulary a little bit and be careful what we're saying, because the point is we need to get more independents, moderates and Democrats on with a bigger broadcast. I think it's about America first, General. What do you say? Well, no, I agree. And I don't know whether you know it, but I wrote the American First Papers in 2014 and gave that to Trump in 2016. I gave him the American First name. I don't know whether you knew that or not. Yeah, you mentioned it. I think that's uh, that's amazing that that that. uh, Yes, I I do know you did that. Um, uh, Puts you right in the moment of history, doesn't it now? You know, Um, you you don't think that they're successful in getting an indictment on him before uh, we we cash those ballots. You, ballots. You think that uh, that because that's the full court press right now to get something on him that they can, especially through the general election. Uh, what do you think? And I think he's going to get through it. 
He do. smart. He's got good lawyers. He understands the enemy. Uh, he'll, he has a plan to defeat them yeah. uh, in the court system. And I think uh, in the end, if it goes to the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court will back him. Interesting. That's going to be a moment of time if that happens. It's going to put our country right in the in the crosshairs of history uh, to determine what happens next. You know, I often reference, General, the, it's almost like the weirdness going on in the world. And we all see it. It's, you know, I always reference the world has somehow gotten off its axis. Uh, I mean, what is going on? It, it, we're living in a historical moment of time, to be sure. But what is happening with people everywhere and around the world that we become so unglued as humanity? What's, what is driving this? Well, it, it's been intentional. If you look at the World Economic Forum, right. Klaus Schwab and the globalists, these globalist uh, financiers, some 100 of them now, that meet in Aspen, they meet in Davos. Uh, these people are driving uh, a wedge uh, f from nationality, nationalism. They want a one world government and uh, it's intentional. And of course, then the, the communist ideologues uh, using the communist manifesto, uh, they move to uh, complement these you know, globalists. Now it's not saying they're partners, but they're certainly out to dismantle uh, certain nations and that certain nation that the heads of the top of all of that uh, is the United States. So they know if they bring the United States down, they do away with borders, that this World Economic Government, World Forum, uh, yeah, they're running there. And that they pay for all what's going on in America. The Soros money over, I don't know how many organizations they have now, hundreds of them, and they feed the money in there and they get these district attorneys in, these left-wingers that we know about. And so you have that uh, working, and it's all intentional, it's all planned out. Yeah. And Obama said it in his, uh, in his talk when he was elected, changing America forever. And he was a puppet that was put in. Yeah, it was a transformation. He used that word uh, in a transformational uh, America here. And they are pulling America, you are right, into a, a globalist network, uh, kicking and screaming. This is how they pull uh, the 900-pound uh, uh, Uncle right. Sam in, right? To Destroy the it from within. Destroy it from within. That's exactly it. And they knew that was the only way to do it. That was the only way to do it, is to get in, which is why the erosion of our values, the erosion of our history, uh, the erosion of clear-thinking people is apparent, which is why you reference that in your piece. Uh, and is anybody going to answer the damn phone when the time is right? It's a hell of a question to put out there, uh, General. We shall see. Uh, but but I do sense, uh, I'll say this in an end in thought to you, I do sense at least, as bad as things are, I'm feeling from you, am I correct with this statement, a sense of, still a sense of optimism. Uh, you still have that, don't you? Well, we do. And I believe the good Lord's going to back us, the true and honest people of uh, of America. Uh, we're going to rise up. Uh, we're going to take over these city councils. Uh, we're going to take over some of these uh, electors, take over what I mean uh, by the elections. We're yeah. working on a whole new military plan now for Trump when he takes over. Yeah. Uh, revision and uh, restoration wow. of our armed forces. We're going to change the name from the Department of Defense to the uh, U.S. Armed Forces of America. We're going to wow. get rid of most of the generals and admirals that have gone woke on us. Wow, that is incredible. Uh, man, you certainly uh, don't rest, brother. You're you're out there trying to do your part. Thank you, General Paul Vallelay, uh for jumping in with us, sir. And uh, we'll, we'll stay close with you here on all of this moving forward here for sure. 
And uh, don't forget, with all of this coming through the season, and uh, to visit AmericaOutloud.shop and take a look at a lot of the amazing uh, products we have to keep your health in order uh, and to fight all of these problems ahead there. It's all back at AmericaOutloud.shop. Uh, you'll get the discounts and all right there using the code OUTLOUD is how you do it. And uh, so visit that and, and stay healthy through the season. Uh, got lots more coming up here uh, with a, a terrific segment coming up here about the overextension of uh, not only just our public education system, but the uh, overreach and expansion of the executive branch of the federal government. More Viewpoint in just a moment. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news, delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Join us in the fight for liberty and justice for all. America Out Loud Talk Radio. The buildup of spike proteins is dangerous to your health. Global Healing's Foreign Protein Cleanse detoxes your body, removing the spike proteins, allowing your body to repair from within. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, Foreign Protein Cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free, love it, or your money back, guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code out loud. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system to keep our bodies free from harmful bacteria, viruses, and toxins become less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. You know, oftentimes, as I was just thinking to myself, friends, uh, you uh, you almost can't believe these conversations. Truly, truly, um, you have to just stop a moment to pinch yourself to think. Uh, All right, here's another one. How do we set this one up to uh, uh, make people aware of the dangers? In this next segment, we'll talk about the expansion of the federal government's role 
really in general, but in higher education for sure. Because see, that's what happens when people when the wrong people take control is they seize the power and batten down the hatches, if you will. Uh, and that's exactly what we're seeing in our great country right now. It's in a country that is crying for freedom. I, I see Liberty in the harbor there with tears in her eyes. I'd like to see her take that pallet in her hands and that tablet and bust it on the ground and say, okay, Americans, I've had it. Listen up here. All right. Let's get to it now. Patricia Antone joins me now. She's an author, activist, uh, appropriately so, a constitutional conservative, and uh, certainly uses the Constitution in the way that I wish all Americans did, frankly, uh, is to look at these arguments, debates, discussions, and then let's talk. Patricia, let's talk. Welcome to Viewpoint this Sunday. Thanks, Malcolm. I'm happy to be here. You wrote a terrific piece uh, in talking about this on the uh, platform here. Uh, And uh, so let's discuss this. uh, What happened here this past week in the face of Congress, in the face of the judiciary, in the face of everybody declining to improve his madness? Well, he does what any good dictator would do, frankly, Patricia. He goes ahead and sends out the congratulatory notices to over 800,000 people, uh, for better, for a better word, uh, for the stu- student loan forgiveness. Uh, and he continues to push forward with this. What's wrong with this picture? Oh, it's a Trojan horse, basically. He wants to credit himself with generosity. He wants the people that are in the favored class he is showering with this favor to um, to, to credit him with, with a generous gesture here. And he's being generous, obviously, with other people's money. There's no such thing as student loan forgiveness. Uh, it, it, the, the burden simply shifts from the people who signed for the loans to the people who did not. So that's that's a misnomer. But more importantly, what we're what we're witness to here is a Trojan horse by which the executive is subserviating the other branches of government. So we're we're supposed to have a separation of powers. And when the people's representatives in Congress declined to to shift the burden of these loans onto the taxpayer mm-hmm. that that should that should have been an answer and then when he got an answer from the supreme court no this isn't going to work that should have been an answer the other branches of government are supposed to be equal to the executive and um and and what he is doing here is he is using something that um is feeling innocuous to a lot of people and 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 he's going to try to establish executive supremacy and this 813 you refer to them as deadbeats uh of their student loan forgiveness and i don't necessarily agree with that uh, because uh, i think uh, many of those people could be anybody it could be probably republicans in there cons- uh, probably conservatives probably liberals probably independents moderates uh, yeah. probably a few well let me finish probably a few communists thrown in for goodwill as well um but i think what happens is my question is and the bigger point here is this is that Listen, if somebody gives you a free check, free money, free whatever, it's hard to say no. I mean, it's a human condition, but I don't think whether you're a Republican, Democrat, independent or a communist, about everybody's going to accept that free money. Is that a fair statement? 
That's probably a fair statement. And I call them would-be deadbeats. <laughs> I mean, true, if, true. you know, if, if you sign for a loan and then you don't pay it back by whatever reason and what, no matter what happens, yeah. then you have deadbeated out on that on that obligation. Yeah, you're talking, uh, you're, and you were correct. You're, you're not to, even though I said I disagree with the general sense of the word, uh, you put, you're talking in a philosophical way that X, Y, Z equals this, right? I mean, that's it. Yeah, you, yeah you can't pretty much. That. You know, yeah, if I agree to pay something... But, but so what's the answer back to that? Hold on, though. Here's what I really want to ask you that I think listeners need to hear. What's the answer back? All right. So the answer back is either Americans have got to say, well, no, we don't want your free money. And how many Americans of the 330 plus million Americans are going to do that? I mean, could we count on one hand or two hands or maybe a couple of feet or how many would yeah, do that? I think you're anything? exactly right. Human nature being what it is, if if uh, the the obligation is not going to be enforced anymore and they, they tell you oh it's it's forgiven and and i love the way the president calls it congratulations you yeah. know congratulations is usually reserved for when we accomplish something so uh he sends out congratulations right. good point good point yeah. congratulations <laughs> you're going to help us screw the american people over uh, congratulations exactly. you're going to help to uh, add more deficit to the nation congratulations you're helping yeah. to raise more inflation and you're helping to, to screw the economy up and congratulations I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, what else is he going to do, Patricia? Right? No. Yeah. Exactly. And I think the bigger, the bigger thing here too, with with the expanded role, government's expanded role in education. Lenin said, "Give me just one generation of your youth, and I will transform the world." Okay. And 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 so the 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 communist agenda to um, basically corrupt the youth. And um, and and retrain and indoctrinate the youth. That's what this is is truly about. Not only is it about establishing executive supremacy, so consolidating power into the executive. It's also about let's make sure that we maintain control over the elect uh, over the education from from uh, basically cradle to grave. Here we want to we want to control all of that. But we want to control education in particular because that is what what controls right, right. politics. Well, there's a lot of conversation with the fact that we need we don't need a federal department of education. In fact, there's a further comment back to you is that uh, a lot of these branches of government are unnecessary, and frankly, they're not what the framers envisioned. The overreach of this government is beyond anything we've ever seen. Um, not- it is out of control. But when they throw all this free stuff out there and regurgitate uh, the success uh, that people do have in America, uh, people allow it to happen because I don't think anybody's going to look. You know, we're screwing ourselves over here is my point here, Patricia. We really are screwing ourselves over here. And this is Democrats, Republicans, independents alike. They don't really understand, is my bigger point, to what they're doing to this nation. In the Department of Education, it's not about so much wasting money. Yeah, we don't need it and it's wasteful. It's more about the the actual damage, the active damage being done. Anytime influence and power is is consolidated to the top or to the center, anytime that happens, it's it's subject to all kinds of corruption. And that's exactly what we're seeing. So it's it's not a question of, oh, we don't need it. We should get rid of it because it's wasteful. That is also true. But it's dangerous. That's the trouble with it. It's dangerous to consolidate power in one place. Yes. 
Uh, you say in the piece here, Patricia, with this action, what uh, Biden is doing is precisely what he constantly accuses President Trump of having tried, which is this, which is quite uh, factual and humorous that you point this out. And, and how many times have you heard this, friends out there, in accusing Trump, the dictator, the man who likes this America first garbage, just make America great crap, you know, that kind of crap. I mean, you know, what the hell is that all about in today's world? And you say consolidating the whole of federal authority into the executive branch as a dictator. But I'll tell you, these people would they they get an A plus 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 in the projectionism class of bullshit. You know that? Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. They they consistently accuse their opponent of doing precisely what they are doing. And that that is a, a very purposeful thing. That's not just a psychological uh, phenomenon here. They are purposely doing that because it serves to inoculate them against that kind of scrutiny. If I'm if I'm throwing all this over here at you that you are doing this, you are doing that, then the, then the spotlight is on you and how much of, of what they're saying about you is true. So the spotlight is on you. So it takes it takes the focus off of them. So they that is why that's in, in the rules for radicals um, that accuse your opponent of doing precisely what you intend to do is that it does serve to, to inoculate them against that scrutiny. You asked the profound question, how the hell did we get here? And But you say our universities have become ideological cesspools in which academics have been replaced by Marxist doctrines and students emerge fit only for Marxist party activism. And then there's that famous question, how the hell did we get here? So right now, uh, it looks like they're they're succeeding on all level, levels here. Mm-hmm. And so how the hell did we get here? And and is there a is there a short order fix uh, in sight? The way we got here is we're going to go way beyond the appropriate federal role because we're going to say, well, this is a special circumstance and this is a this is an important thing that we're doing. So in 1958, the National Defense Education Act responded to Sputnik satellite as as a uh, okay you know they're getting ahead of us the soviets are getting ahead of us so in 1958 they established this loan program in order to graduate more science majors okay well so that that felt like a good and worthy purpose and one consistent with the federal government the federal government's purpose obviously is to protect the nation right so it seemed consistent well then in 1973 we go way the heck and gone beyond any appropriate federal pursuit in establishing Sally May. So the pattern is the same. We're going to go ahead and we're going to take a a thing that feels innocuous and appropriate and and all of this, and and then it transforms this whole mission creep thing and whatever. It transforms into something that consolidates power and influence in the federal government. So we're doing it the same again. Yeah, and it's it's a great point you bring up. It's it's how uh, this power buildup what you're saying has been happening for decades, long time, correct? Well, that, that is true. But the, here's the good news, Malcolm. Here's the what good is news. It? What is it? The good news is that by establishing appropriate yardsticks by which the people measure federal action, and right. we if we teach people again that power is safer when it's in distributed hands rather than when it's in consolidated hands. We teach the principles yeah. that that our uh, our nation was was founded on. Distributed yeah. power is in safer hands, and when power consolidates, it's always corrupt. 
those ideas aren't hard for people to understand, and they can be well illustrated with a whole bunch of different examples. Now, let me just tell you, this uh, op-ed that we're speaking about here, and there's a lot of nuances in this piece, I encourage you to read it. Scotus and the People Be Damned is uh, the title of that. (laughs) Scotus and the People Be Damned. Go figure, right? And it is indeed on the America Out Loud uh, .news uh, site, the platform, ready to rev up a big 2024. We're coming into a cycle like we've never seen in our lifetimes, and we're getting uh, totally in preparation here at America Out Loud, to be sure. Uh, new site will launch January 1st, 2024 at noontime. Do join me with a glass of champagne in hand, and uh, we'll bring it in together, the new site. Now, looking forward to that. A big thank you to all of our guests here on Viewpoint this Sunday. And more than that, friends, thank you for joining me on the mission here. It's time to get involved and get loud, America.